Okay, so we just started um, Paragimel, and in the Paragimel, the Rebbe begins by telling us the reason why the Mishkan was made from Atzishitim. Since the whole point of the Mishkan, yeah, go ahead, Mechum Archei. Yeah. Interesting uh, question. It uh, doesn't mention anywhere that they use that wood for the Mizbech, but uh, it's cer- certain that the goal of the Mishkan was to transform the uh, the shtus, the foolishness of the animal soul. So, what ex- exactly is this foolishness of the animal soul? What is it, what is it made of? The foolishness of the animal soul. I mean, they don't let us plead insanity. Come to when come to, come to. Uh, my elder Zayda of Saul Neville used to say, he's not afraid of any accusing angel in heaven. Anyone that's going to speak to him, he'll have a good defense. He's just afraid of having a deaf malach. A deaf malach, what's going to do with a deaf malach? He can't say anything. So, yeah. So, the question though is, the question is, what are we, um, the Gemara is saying that you don't do any mistake in your life unless you're a little bit crazy. So in American court, that would mean that that you're 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 off the hook. So 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 the point of us using the word ruach um, shtus, the spirit of, of insanity, is not to make us less, less culpable for, for the uh, for the crime. It's to make us understand exactly what this thing is, um, what's made out of, and how to deal with it. So we're going to learn today, Mr. Shem, a little bit more about this ruach shtus and how it works and how to contend with it. So, first of all, why is it called foolishness? What, what's intelligent and why, why is this foolish? We are on um, page 114, and we are about nine lines to the bottom. Ruch Shtus covers the truth. Ruch Shtus, Ruch Kibbutz The spirit of foolishness is the spirit of the klippa, the spirit of the negative forces. The Nikrashtus, it's called idiocy, it's called madness. Adach Malch Zaknuchsil, in a similar way that the Yitzhahara is called an old and foolish king. And this spirit of foolishness conceals light, conceals the revelation. But godliness is truth in life. Hashem, who is the God of truth, is the God of life. And this spirit of madness covers the truth. V'achayis al-ki in the godly energy. And that's what we call it a klippa. Just like a klippa, just like a shell, just like a peel, covers the fruit. So too, this spirit of madness covers and conceals and hides the light of the revelation of godliness. 
And this is the reason why it's possible that a person could, God forbid, transgress a sin. At first glance, it doesn't make sense. How is it possible that a person could do a sin? Of course, the reason why it's possible is because a Jew doing the sin doesn't feel he's separating himself, he's severing his bond with Galenus. And he, st- he thinks that his Jewishness, his attachment, is still okay. And if he would know the truth, the way it really is, that through this sin, whether by accident or on purpose, whatever excuse he's going to give, through this, this mistake, he's going to separate himself from Hashem, he would not do the Avera, God, Hashem preserve us, no matter what. If you know, you would sense, that by doing this Avera, he's separating himself from Hashem, he would never do it. So why does he do the Avera? Because, doesn't, because the truth isn't seen to him. What's the truth? The truth is that this Avera separates you from Hashem. And if you would know that, if you if you'd actually feel what's going on, he would never do it. How do we know he would never do it? Because it is the nature of all Jews. The Jew does not want, no matter what, and cannot sever himself from Hashem. But I, the proof for this is, the proof is when a person is given a test that either he accepts a different religion or God forbid has to die. So it's impossible to make a mistake at that point and think that you're not separating yourself from Hashem because it's clear that they're asking you, do you want to be a Jew or not? Do you want to connect yourself with Hashem or do you want to accept another, another God? So when, that, when it's clear, he throws his life aside. <coughs> yeah, uh, uh, what about the moron? Million dollar question: Has this has this has not happened throughout history, and it's been shown otherwise? So, how does it fit? You get this question all the time, Rabbi. I know. I've been there when other people have asked this question. One of the successful methods that they're doing today is that they're telling people is that this 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 is fulfilling your Jewishness. This is the way you become a real Jew. The way you become a real Jew is Jews for J. That, that, that's how you become a real Jew. So it's possible for a person to uh, to uh, make a mistake and think, oh, yeah, this is a film to show. It doesn't make a difference what, what, what the um, method is, uh, seduction. Or, the point is, is, is it clear that you're separating yourself from Hashem or not clear you're separating yourself? doesn't know. Versus what he's talking about and the million dollar question is these Jews did know and they did take the option of converting. There, there were many people that were uh, Muranos and then when they discovered there's Muranos they said we can ex- we can let you back if you professed from now on you can accept a, a full faith and you're going to and at that point it was, it was harder. At that point they couldn't say well, we're going to let you back as a as a good Christian, as long as you you know accept with an emiss that this is your Lord and this. Then it, it was more difficult. Just as to hide your Jewishness and and do things in secret, they could do that. But to then do tshuva and say no, this is attacking my life, it was, it was much harder. Um, the uh, 
the question really is uh, derails us from, from the from the main subject. <laughs> Why is it? Bottom line is, is there's no real answer. You can try to twist this as much as you want. You can try to sugarcoat it with all these other reasons, but there is no Batakov answer. A, we've never been through these situations. I got the problem we ever should. So we can't really relate. The, the question really is, is that how come we're able to make mistakes? That's the question. And we think mistakes are something that's so natural to us. We'll, of course, we make mistakes. We're, hum- we're just human. We make mistakes. And the is saying making mistakes isn't human. Making mistakes is something which is not really you, which is something that if you knew what the stakes were, you, <coughs> you wouldn't do it. So the reason why it's possible to make these mistakes is because you don't really sense what's going on. If you would really sense what's going on, then you would uh, never do it. So... In Tanya. Actually, the language in Tanya is most of the time. That's the language in Tanya, most of the time. FYI. So if that, if that helps you. Uh, if you really want to l- learn more about this, Rabbi Jesse Jacobson on chapter 18 in Tanya, and he gives three explanations about this, Ayin Sham. But the question for our purposes is not about the Muranos and the Christians and the. Our question is. In our everyday today. In our everyday today things, when we're given a, a much more. Uh, Seduction, greater seduction, uh, doesn't seem like such a big deal, and we're ready to succumb to, to doing whatever it may be. Why is that? The Rebbe is telling us it's not because you don't care. You care. The only thing is, is that you don't realize what's going on. But well, the, you but, do. You do realize. We're, we're learning this. This isn't like a foreign subject. All these thoughts, uh, all this chassidus go through our mind before, I'll speak for, go through my mind before Chassidus I would do something. And I still end up doing it because, again, you don't sense, you don't, it's just like you, as easy as pushing it aside, all these thoughts go away, and then obviously after all the thoughts come back, you're like, oh, you go, you go, you go, but again, since we learned Chassidus that we now know you're not really a goy, it's all just okay. another test, making you stronger, making the core tighter, blah, 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 you're okay, you go on, and you just repeat this again and again and okay. again, and you come to Yom Kippur, and then you feel like you're forgiven everything, and then... That's a good point, Rabbi. And you just repeat yourself. We learn the shtus. We know the boards are connecting our government. We know all of this. This isn't our, this isn't our first bus Lagani that we're sitting here <laughs> learning. <laughs> Not our first bus. We've <laughs> been on this train before. Uh, you have to realize something. The, the words ruach shtus don't mean that you don't know something. It means you don't feel it. So after all these years, we're all, still not dead herring. This sensitivity to Kedusha and that we're separating Hold ourselves on. from Hashem. So, so, so what's, what's the, the lack of sensitivity isn't the lack of knowledge. There's a difference in lack of sensitivity and lack of knowledge. The knowledge we have. So what, what's missing? What's missing is lack of sensitivity. What makes us insensitive and how to contend with that? And first of all, number one, a Jew learns Basilagani that it's a different day. It's a different day. The only Basilagani is a different day. That's number one. Number two, and, 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 th- and that's why we get so upset at ourselves when we come back to the next bus because I learned this already. But, but, but what makes us, mis- our, us forget in the moment about the bus about what we're supposed to be, is, is not the fact that we don't, we, we don't necessarily know, is because we still don't feel it. Your parents tell you, um, look both, both ways before you cross the street or bring it home. The, you, you know that you're not supposed to text while, while you're driving. Uh, someone who, who, who experiences a, a loss of life, God forbid, or whatever worse, uh, when he's texting, <laughs> they, they, they look at those commercials a lot differently than we do. 
They feel it. They feel when they, when they see someone texting, they feel a knife being plunged in someone's heart. That, 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 they, they feel that, it's not that, that they, they know something that you don't know. You know the same statistics they know. You might know them better than them. But they feel it because they've been through it. So the question is, why don't we feel it? Not the way, why don't we know it? Why don't we feel it? And we're going to learn what, what exactly, how, what clip is made out of. What, what, we know that Yidin are made of sugar and spice and everything nice. What is clip made out of, and how does it make us how does it make us insensitive? So here we're going to see what, what clip is made out of, what, what, what the stuff is that, that, that separates, what is the rubber, the tread on our, on our Nefesh Bahamas' tires made out of that makes us insensitive to uh, the feeling what's going on? How come we, we could plow over all these things and not feel? What's the stuff Nefesh Bahamas is made of? So let's see. They're, they're, they're Tesla tires that never deflate. So, so, but first, the Rebbe this and says, if you would realize, you give your life, you, you throw, you would, not just you would do it, you throw your life aside. What's life? Throw your life aside. Masha Chayim means like you cast it over your head, like big deal. And you accept upon yourself all kinds of pain, give your life for the sanctity of God's name. We see this clearly. We see this by... It's so funny. We have this question. If I would tell us any person in the street who wasn't from, they wouldn't ask this question. Like, yeah, it's an amazing phenomenon. Jews always give their life to. We don't have any saints among the Jewish people. We have communities. We have the, the, all the communities of the Crusades, and they would pass through the Jewish towns. They'd all accept to die without without thinking, no matter how irreligious they are. This is the facts. Yeah, you could ask about the exception to the rule and look in Rabbi Jacobson's uh, shir. But the fact is, it's something you, this is something which is a phenomenon of the Jewish people, which mamish is in your face. You could see it's different in all the nations. And this is not just a phenomenon that exists by the more elite scholarly Jews, more religious Jews. This is something we find by the lowest of the low, the, the, who we are usually called the sinners of Israel. Mm-hmm. That they are prone to give their lives for the sanctity of Hashem. Why? Because at that point, he knows and feels. He does not want, God forbid, to separate himself from the God of Israel. To be completely separate from the God of Israel, God forbid, is not in the ability of any, any Jew. To really separate yourself from Hashem, no Jew could do it. That's when you're given the challenge of accepting a different religion or not. But in other things, meaning in other sins, he does not know, does not feel that he comes separate from Hashem. Everybody has two adjectives are observed. Some people don't know, some people know, but they don't feel. So do- it's an intellectual thing, it's not the Jewish thing. It's like, it is not intellectual, it is a feeling. Every sin is rooted in no, your perception, unbridled enjoyment of your the, the process of the Avera is a, is a, is a uh, self, is a child. This OUD cheesecake is okay to eat. All Jews eat it. Why can't all that that whole process? It's not. You, one convinces your oneself. Tummy. Huh? Your tummy is uh, yummy. How am I to eat it? You, that that's how it. it of course, of course. That's the that's the. Difference. Then then you start exactly. to do the shush. Exactly. exactly. But it's it's the, so because we don't feel Hashem, so then our feeling is replaced with klipa, 
Because then let our intellect start running and justify and explain. It's not, like could, it's not like he could go to the back alley and get a needle full of Kedusha. I'm like, oh, let me, let, let me shoot up some Kedusha right now and I'll be... Uh... You guys don't get how complicated... <laughs> you don't understand how complex the Jewish people are. In this, in this Victoria portion, right, we, we read about the Jewish people complaining about the uh, food and, a, and, a, and Hashem sends them the, uh, the, the... Hashem responds to their complaints, right? Oh, he's like, I'll show you meat. And in, in, in the sentence where God is responding to cl- the complaints of the Jewish people, Moshe Rabbeinu tells us, there's two sentences. I'm not going to throw the whole entire talk of the Rebbe about this, but there's one nuance, one, one word the Rebbe says, which is very telling about how, how complex a Jew is. The, um, that makes a distinction between a Jew complaining to Hashem and a Jew complaining to Hashem. There's a problem is we complain to Hashem. But there's another point that we complain. Who do we complain to? We complain to Hashem. Our complaint, we're addressed to Him. Why the complaint addressed to Him? Meshurina says, but God's going to appear to you because you complain to Him. So the Rebbe explains that on the one hand, if He spoke insolently to Hashem, they spoke with, with great uh, chutzpah, and therefore there's, there, there's negative response. On the other hand, the fact that they felt that the only one who could solve this is Hashem, and therefore what's going to happen now so Taka, they added to the, what's going to happen now to how dare you, you and, and okay, so the, the, that, 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 the, the coding was wrong, but the core of the Jew that was saying how dare you was saying, I know only you can solve this Hashem, so take care of us. Similar to what the Rebbe says about people who are upset about different events in Jewish history, like the Holocaust, what do they say? They say the words of Abraham. What, to, what, are, the, what are the words of Abraham? You are the judge of all the earth. Can you not do justice? You see how much in Shem is in those words? You're the judge of all the earth. What kind of, where does that question come from? It comes from a neshama. So in a similar way, uh, yes, Yonatan, the, the word avin, the word sin in Hebrew, is cro- means crooked. Because a Jew doing a sin is not a simple experience. It's not just a, oh yeah, I, that's what I do. It's, not, it's, always, it's always a crooked explanation. Yeah, it's, everyone else does it. Blah, blah. And you hear the, 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 the falashkeit, the falseness of it. But we do not know or we do not feel becoming separate from God's oneness. That's why it's possible. Why don't we feel it? You think you're still a good Jew the way you were. Listen where it comes from. It comes from the spirit of idiocy that covers over the light of Hashem. You should not feel the light of Hashem. What this means is, the spirit of idiocy causes a person to be insensitive. How? How? The, the powerful lust with pleasure and heat of the animal soul, that causes a person to be cold and to have no feeling of spiritual things. Pirush. It's so interesting that I've used the word pirush so many times. Let's, let, me, let me explain to you this more clearly. Let me explain to you this even more clearly. What this means is the, the connectedness, the attachment, the obsession with lustful things, with taiva, with heat, that you're, you have a der hair, you're Jewish, you have a der hair, but you, that your der hair gets a little bit colder by your attachment and your excitement and your obsession with physical things. You're so devoted to his pleasures and his desires, his corporal desires and pleasures, that the spiritual feeling is completely hidden in him. Behind what this means is, 
it becomes completely insensitive. He does not feel the pleasantness and sweetness and goodness and virtue of mitzvahs. It does not either feel the denigrity of the distance that, that, is, that happens, that is affected by the sin. That's Nefesh Abamis. Nefesh Abamis covers over the animal. So our, our Nefesh Abamis has different, different kinds of Nefesh Abamis. But the more you feed that Nefesh Abamis, the more devoted you are to physical pleasures, the less you feel the Nishama's voice. The louder the animal soul is, the quieter the Gali soul is. You have a their hair, you're a yid. So if your their hair is directly challenged, your their hair is, are you a yid or not a yid? Okay, you're, you have a their hair, you're a yid. But if it's not directly challenged, so then you get, the, you hear the voice of Yenef Shabhamis much louder than your Nishama saying, no, no, no. Your, your Ruchnistic feeling, it's, 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 it's deadened. By the um, by, the attachment to Gashmis, our, our our indulgence and our attachment and our obsession with physical things makes us not feel who we really are. There, there is not just the essence of your neshama. There's also how the neshama feels. The neshama's feelings are are uh, completely covered by the animal soul's feelings. You're a person. You have an animal soul. You have a godly soul. You have an intellectual soul. Your godly soul's feelings don't come to the fore because they're blocked by this wall of passion, attachment, obsession for Gashmis. So you don't know how your neshama feels. A child doesn't know how your neshama feels. I don't think I should want, I want to do this. But you, yeah, it's okay. Why? Because the child doesn't, it's, not, it's just come from Gan Eden. It doesn't feel the, uh, the Neshama Bahamas, though, so, is so attached to Gashmis that we don't... Uh, <laughs> Chaim, Chaim, that, that brings us to the other memory that we oh, learned. Yeah.